Welcome to Real Ghost Chatter. I'm Marianne Paul, America's Lady of Supernatural Thrillers. Today, our guest is Jean Grunert. Jean is an award-winning writer and marketing consultant. Readers have described her fiction as a cross between Flannery O'Connor and Edgar Allan Poe. She loves writing tales that blend vivid imagery, supernatural elements, and at least one colorful senior citizen among the cast of characters. Follow her works on jeangrunnert.com, which is J-E-A-N-N-E-G-R-U-N-E-R-T.com. So Jean, welcome to the show. I'm glad to have you here. I understand you've had at least one ghostly encounter. Um, so would you like to start telling us where you were or what happened? Sure. Hi, it's, it's great to be here. Thanks for having me on your show. Um, I had a very unusual encounter and, and this was in 2005. My husband and I were on vacation and uh, we went down to see um, all of the, the old plantations in the south of the United States. So we were staying in a bunch of different bed and breakfasts and we went to Louisiana and we went to Mississippi and we were at a plantation called Linden and it's in Natchez, Mississippi, I think. Mm -hmm. And it's a really beautiful old house. And actually the front of it, um, the front doors of it inspired um, Tara and Gone with the Wind. Like the whoever decided on the set for Tara apparently saw a picture of Lyndon and used that. So it's, it's a pretty famous landmark place. And it was really a, a great B&B. And I, you know, John surprised, my husband is John, he surprised me with, with the reservation because he's not a B&B kind of guy. He's like a pitch the tent in the, in the campgrounds and rough it kind of guy. And I'm like, can we please get the ensuite bathroom with the chocolates on the pillow? Yeah. So, so he surprised me with this. It was a really nice gift. And um, we checked into the hotel and we stayed on the second floor in what, you know, the name rooms in bed and breakfast. And this was called Marjorie's room. And I had no idea about the history of the place. I mean, the, the lady who owned it was this really colorful Southern woman. And she had a, a very uh, unusual way of describing her house. And she took us on a tour and, and gave us the history and such. And, and we checked in and everything was fine. And the room itself was sort of L-shaped. It's on the second floor. And on the short part of the L, like the bottom end where, of the letter L, was the... Um, master bed you know the bedroom area and then there was a fireplace and then on the long l there was a day bed set up because you could have another guest if you had children or something staying with you and then the bathroom across from them and there was a fireplace next to the bed the uh, the queen size bed where we were sleeping and the room itself had a really weird vibe to it and I, I am sensitive to things so i immediately we walked in and i felt uneasy but not in a bad way. It was like, almost like sensing there was something there, but I didn't say anything to anybody. I just felt it. And I thought, oh, this is interesting. Well, it's an old house. Maybe I'm just picking up on, you know, the history of the place or, or even my imagination running wild because mm -hmm. that can happen too. Me too, yeah. Yep. And uh, we went to sleep that night and around two in the morning, I woke up because I was cold. I was freezing cold. And it was summer, it was August. And we didn't have much of an air conditioner on in that room. And it had been 105 during the day. So I thought, well, either the air conditioner is really working overtime or something weird's happening. <laughs> and as I was laying in bed, I could hear footsteps in the room. 
And I just sat there thinking, oh my gosh, did somebody get in the room? You know, and I hear dump, 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 dump. And the footsteps were going from where the day bed was across, across from us on the L shape to the bathroom and back. Mm-hmm. And it was as if someone was pacing. Mm-hmm. And the floor was creaking. That's what was freaking me out. It wasn't just the sound of the steps. It was the floor there had creaked when we were walking back and forth. So it was, it was as if the floor was, ex- was responding to someone's weight. Wow. And I got up very, you know, hesitantly. I'm like, oh, should I wake John up? Should I not? And uh, I, I went over and I turned on the bathroom light really fast and there was nobody there. Hmm. And I got back into bed and the coldness had disappeared. And the next day, when we were at breakfast downstairs, um, I mentioned not to the lady who owned the place, but to a woman who worked there. I said to her, "Um, does the floor in Marjorie's room creak? And she looked at me kind of strangely and she said, "Um, only sometimes, why? (laughs) And I said, well, I explained what happened and she said, was it near the fireplace? Now the fireplace was next to the bed. And I said, no, it was definitely not near the fireplace. It was over near the bathroom. She went, no, that's what I meant. I said, what are you talking about? And she said, well, the room that you were in is in the 1795 part of the house. It would actually well predated the, the civil war part of the house. That was the rest of the mansion. And she said, the bathroom is where your bathroom is, was actually an old fireplace. It was actually an old cooking fireplace there. Wow. She said, where did you hear the footsteps? And I said, from, and I described exactly where they had gone back and forth. And she got very quiet for a minute and she said, let me show you something. And we went back to the room and she pulled up the area rug a little bit and you could see a groove in the floor. <laughs> I'm not kidding you. It was like a groove in the floor. <laughs> like somebody had pasted it. Yeah. Oh my and gosh. And she said, um, we're not quite sure what this is from. It's either just where somebody liked to walk back and forth or back in um, the olden days, they had these things called walking spinning wheels. And those are those giant spinning wheels. You exactly. Sometimes see. Yes. Uh-huh. And what the woman of the house would do is she would literally step, 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 step back, back, step, 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 back, back, back. And I immediately rang a bell with me because I remembered seeing at um, a historic site in upstate New York, we had toured uh, an interpreter, you know, how they have costumed interpreters at mm-hmm. these places. And she was showing people how she was using one of these walking wheels. And she said she had worn a pedometer one day and had clocked five miles just spinning the wow. wheel. Wow. And so I think what I, I experienced, and, and it turned out that other people had heard something similar in that room, including this lady who worked there. She said, it's usually at night and it's usually before a storm that people will hear this. And that also rang a bell because I, I, I like to watch, you know, paranormal research shows and 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 talk mm-hmm. to i have a friend who's into paranormal research and she has said that sometimes when the energy changes right before a storm it somehow or other feeds the energy of these hauntings so i think what i, I experienced was a residual haunting but when it comes to the storm and the energy um that was 2005 i i think it was and mm-hmm. that was the week before hurricane katrina hit the area right exactly so That's um yeah so i'm thinking i wonder if we were experiencing you know the residual uh thing happening there and if that if this 
the, the thing with sensing or picking up the energy. I don't know. All I know is I sensed that presence. And it's really hard to put into words, Marianne, how that felt. Laying in bed and hearing the footsteps and feeling someone there. Right. And I would imagine, how would, how did you feel? I mean, really, did you feel scared? <sighs> At all? At or first, yeah. yeah. At, no, at first I was really scared because my logical mind kicked in and said, there's somebody in the room with us. Yeah, like, that's what mine oh, would have like, done too. Yeah, yeah like uh, like we're going to get robbed or somebody broke into the room. Or even we've, we've been in hotels before or places like that where they've accidentally given out two keys to a room and that actually has happened to oh, us good too. Grief. Somebody walks in, you're like, hello, <laughs> who are you? Get out of my room. So I wasn't sure what was going on except it was two in the morning and I'm thinking, well, it would be really weird. Um, but yeah, I was scared at first, really scared. And then as I was sitting there and my heart was thumping in bed and I made that decision to get up and turn on the light, I kind of calmed myself down and I thought, well, if it is somebody really here, John's here and he, you know, and if it's not, and it is experiencing what I think I'm experiencing, it's probably mm -hmm. not going to hurt me because mm -hmm. it's just somebody walking back and forth and, and it probably doesn't know that I'm here. And if it does know that I'm here, it's probably wondering who the heck is in my room. Well, yeah, that's, I always <laughs> wonder about that. You know, yeah, I, always, right. I, I think that's true because if they are, if it's a, if it's a haunting and not a residual and right. they're, they're aware, I'm pretty sure if they can see you, they're wondering who the heck you are <laughs> and why. You and why are you in my bed? <laughs> Get out of here. <laughs> yeah, I do think it was a residual. I think I was hearing either somebody pacing and worry or that spinning thing or whatever. Mm -hmm. But just the fact that it was right in front of the old fireplace. That's what always kind of makes the hair on the back of my neck. Yeah, me I too. Yeah, it's like it. I didn't know that. It just sounded like somebody walking between the extra bed and the bathroom, but then I find out no, there was a fireplace there, and that was. And there's a mark on the floor that was. Somebody's that is so cool. Place. I mean, that's one of the. I mean, that's an amazing experience. Yeah, it you was know, cool. A lot of your paranormal investigators would love to have that experience. Well, uh, it, it, it was a neat experience. Of course, you know, there's absolutely no evidence of any of this. It's well, right, something that right. happened. But, but that's what we do here is just yeah. share our stories. You don't have to give me evidence. This is just sharing this our is stories. It, yeah, yeah. And I think a lot of this kind of... I didn't think about it until we started talking about having me on the show, but it didn't really hit me until after you and I had started talking about, you know, let, let's talk and chat about this experience today, how much of it went into my new book, I See You, which is a ghost story. Mm -hmm. um, and a lot of it I based on places I had been um, when I grew up on Long Island, New York, where there's a lot of these really old mansions and a lot of ghost stories around the old mansions. And I, I never experienced anything at the old mansions. I have a friend who um, had some experience at the old Woolworth mansion, which mm -hmm. is, is known to be haunted. I mean, that one, the plumbers who've serviced that place have said they've heard tapping on the pipes and all sorts of stuff like that. Right. But um, I never did. I just have heard a lot of ghost stories up there. And so it's funny because I sort of, I think, moved some of that ghost <laughs> into, into the wrong house. I moved her from a mansion <laughs> down in Mississippi into Long Island. <laughs> But I, I think a lot of it did actually impact the writing of my new book. So I'm grateful for the experience. It's not every day that you can say that you have that. And just knowing that, you know, just knowing that it was, um, it, it, you know, it, there might have been some kind of residual there was kind of cool. I like that a lot. Oh, I think that's really cool. And um, I've had some experiences, but not quite that, not the walking ones. My experiences mm. are things that 
you know, I've had experiences with the animals and all kinds of things. And so like dead animals, you know, animals of mine that have passed. Yes. And, um, yes. I've had those experiences. I know you had shadow and yeah, I rem- yeah. I know, you know, I mean, I think Zeke is amazing, but uh, <laughs> yeah. he just, he just phoned up on my last call was a, a video conference and he, he decided to make an appearance during that one. So <laughs> that's what my cats do. Occasionally yeah. if I'm on a video, they, they want to get on the desk and put, their Oh, of course. Oh yeah. Mine yeah. like to, you know, throw my papers mm-hmm. off, but Zeke likes to, he's so big it's like having a pony living in the house and he I sort know. of likes to come over and stick his head up and say hello to everybody on the screen <laughs> so huge and uh, well we have shelties and so they're not that big <laughs> yeah yeah I, I have an oversized German shepherd and, uh, and he's beautiful thank I, he you is. he's a handful <laughs> yeah well they you know people just have to go find you on Facebook and see if you want to be friends with them or not and then <laughs> they can yeah. see Zeke <laughs> they can see Zeke it's, it's all about Zeke it's always about the pets oh it is for me too um, see, have you go ahead no I was just going to ask you mentioned that you had had uh, have you had spirits of animals return to you to say hello because I'm curious I, well, I have that. and it was one yes I have I, I remember one in particular because um, we had a cat in fact I'm going to write this as an article for my publisher soon we publish an article every week on readers and writers or every month mm-hmm. and um, yeah I had we had a cat his name was Merlin we had we started out with three of them and Merlin was a little stray that just happened to come to our house and I was going to give him away because we already had two. And um, my husband, John, by the way, fell in love with him. <laughs> so literally, um, we kept him. We kept Merlin and all of our kittens, Those, all of those cats lived good long lives. And Merlin was 19. Oh, wow. And when the day he you know, he started making these funny, you know, how they yowl and make funny yeah. turning sounds. And so yeah. I took him to the vet. And um, this was like really early in the morning, three o'clock maybe, I took him to the emergency room. And um, it came to me that of course, he probably was having strokes and things and it was time to put him down and let him go to heaven. Well, um, that was very sad um, to say the least. So I I went home and about 4.30, 5.30 in the morning, I got in bed and feeling very sad. And anyway, I just started to drift off to sleep. And um, this is what Merlin would do when he was alive. Merlin would curl up on top of my head you know, Mm -hmm. like right on my pillow, right into my head Mm -hmm. and in a little ball. And I felt, and I can't, I felt him. I felt Mm -hmm. that little ball just crawl up, you know, Mm -hmm. I wasn't asleep. I just felt that little spirit curl up on top of my head Mm -hmm. and telling me everything was okay. So um, literally, yes, I have had great experiences like that. I've had some scary ones like we all have, but this is your interview. So um, (laughs) I'm so grateful that we did get to do that um that I got to experience that with him because I felt terrible having to put him down as we always do anytime we put him down yeah oh yeah it's hard it's really hard it is it is so tell me about um I am I have read as I said and I need you to name it for me because all I can think of is the 601 it's the last run of the 601 that's it and I love that and I would suggest to anyone to go find that and read it. It's a very short story and it was excellent, Jean. Thank you. And Thank you. also I'm in the middle of I Believe You. Okay. And um, it's already got me hooked. You, are, <laughs> you know, it's an excellent, I could tell there's going to be a supernatural element in this book, which hasn't shown its head yet. Yes. But I can see that it's coming and I just really like the way you set that up. And then your third one, I believe now is I Believe You, correct? Well, it's, it's, um, there's, I write novels and right. novellas. So right. the last run of the 601 is a novella. Yes, it was. It was great. The, 
the novels are I Believe You, which is book one, and I See You, oh, which is it. book two. Right. And yeah, I Believe You is, um, it's a sad story. Um, if that's the one that, that you're reading first, great, because you don't have to read them in sequence. They stand alone, but it, right. it's probably better if you read them in sequence. And it's all about a man who lost his wife to a hit and run driver. And then all sorts of crazy, strange things start happening. And he realizes he has to figure out, you know, who who actually was the one who, who killed his wife um, in order to solve all these mysteries around him. And there is a supernatural element. Someone described it as a gentle ghost. And I said, yeah, it's a great way to describe that particular uh, spirit, very mm -hmm. gentle spirit in there that's sort of guiding the hero and his family to, to the successful conclusion. So that's the first book. And then... The cast of characters in that book returns three three years later. Yeah, three years later. So I had to think about that for a second. <laughs> in uh, the la this book I just published last fall called "I See You," mm -hmm. and that one's that one is a it's a straight it's a ghost story. Um, that one there's a haunted object that is given as a gift to a fam to the family the protagonist's family, and um, they don't know it's haunted or they're their friend buys it for them at a gift sh at a antique store um, and this ghost is not happy and the ghost is making its unhappiness known <laughs> it is causing all sorts of havoc in their lives it's causing all sorts of bad things to happen to them and so they have to figure out well what does this ghost want they have to solve that mystery uh, in order to quiet the spirit before it kills them <laughs> so, well yeah and yeah. I was gonna say because I've always and most everybody I have um interviewed has always had really nice ghost stories but i was going to say yeah, there is the, the other side of this um, yeah, which is the yeah. bad ones and i haven't gone into that yet and luckily i have only had a couple of experiences that were kind of that kind of scary. scary but yeah. um you know yeah. this this is that kind of book i love to read of course you know, i write supernatural thrillers so mm -hmm. it's right up my alley and <laughs> raven's one, cove is one of my favorites yeah <laughs> thank you yeah that one is um but you know spiritual warfare really does work well with what I'm writing so that's mm -hmm. because of what I believe in but um and I love but I just love playing ghost stories and so um yours are going to be I just love the the build-up of any kind of if I, to me let me back up and say to me a story without a supernatural element is like why bother sometimes <laughs> I'm, I'm just kind of that way and I do read a bunch of other things but I always come back to of them too yeah i've always loved them i don't i don't like gory stories i mean so no. many people think that horror and supernatural has to be you know gory. But they aren't one in the same right no they're not you know and and um i prefer the the ones that are as you say about spiritual warfare or just about you know the the things we can't explain because right. so much of life are things we can't, we can't explain. explain i agree and you know my books have a horror element to them However, I don't do it for gore's sake, as you know. Right, And um, literally, mine, I mean, when you're fighting a demon, demons are ugly and they're nasty and they, they yeah. don't fight nice. No, so, they don't, <laughs> they do not. <laughs> they do not, and they use everything they can. So, but I do agree with you because I, I, Stephen King, who I really do enjoy his way of storytelling, I don't enjoy other elements of his book yes i was actually thinking of stephen king when i was saying that right. it's funny that you picked up on that because i read my three favorite horror writers next to you of course Marianne, you're so um, <laughs> is uh yeah i love dean coons of course stephen uh -huh. king and then there's a british author named phil rickman where if you have not read his books his best book to me at least is one called december I will it's out of print 
there are some very harsh, not gory parts to it, but very uncomfortable parts to it. But it is a wonderful, wonderful ghost story and haunting story and supernatural tale about a very evil element and um, a group of people that are up against it and how they fight it. And King Kuntz has a lot of good versus evil in his books. King, I find a lot of times he falls back on gore yes. and um, crudeness, like crude things. Crude, exactly. Yeah, and I don't like that. There's something about that to me. I will skip that in his books. Me too. Uh, and I enjoy some of my favorite Stephen King books didn't have a lot of that in it. Like, I don't want to talk about The Stand now because it's too close to home. Oh, doesn't it really? It really <laughs> oh does hit close to home. The Stand is actually one of my all-time favorite King books, except for except for his ending on it, because I just think, you know, why why did you do this? Because it's it's the Deus Ex Machina, the God from the Machine, where it's like God just comes down and ends it. Because I think he just wrote himself into a corner and didn't know how to end it. But um, the other one of my of King's books that's my favorite is a book called Duma Key, which I don't know that many people like that one, but it, it had very little gore in it and a lot more supernatural to it. And, you know, there's other writers like that, too, like Shirley Jackson is a classic. I mean, The Haunting of Hill House and We Have Always Lived at the Castle. There's no ghost in We Have Always Lived at the Castle. It's the people themselves that are haunted, but it's very eerie. And, mm -hmm. of course, The Haunting of Hill House, you're never sure whether the house itself is haunted or if it's the woman, um, oh, what is her name? Oh, gosh, now I can't remember. I, I can don't see, remember I can see the I movie. That. I can see the movie, the black and white movie. Mm -hmm. um, I never no. liked that movie. <laughs> oh, you didn't? I was no. always scared the heck That's out of That's why, me as a because kid. that one scared oh, me goodness. even deeper than other things. I remember but, my sister and I just clinging to each other, hiding behind a couch. <laughs> Someone that's seen that knocking scene, you know. But, oh, I know. But I know. King will King will fall back a lot on gore, and that's just yeah. not my way. It's, it's not my, my way. Yes, I know that's not your way, and I, I that's why I enjoy your books. I do. I don't want to give him much more airtime here, but um. <laughs> <laughs> he gets plenty on his own. I mean, he gets plenty on his own. <laughs> we need our airtime. <laughs> we right. need our airtime. <laughs> um, I'm just gonna. Now that we've gotten to talk about books, I was really hoping to talk about your books because um, I really want people to read sure. them. You really are an excellent writer. Well, and thank you. I have thank met you. so many, like us, you know, that are excellent writers and aren't with the big houses. Yeah. So yeah. I think that. Um, I'm hoping people will listen to this and that they will pick up your books because I love them. Oh, thank you. Have you read Have you read um, the uh, the other little one that I wrote, which I I is called It Was Mine. No, it's I got have a picture not. of you. Oh, I will send you a copy of that one. I thank love you. that one. I would love that. <laughs> I love I'm like it. I love that one. You ever as an author, it's so funny because if, when you write something, I don't know. I either love it or I hate it. Right. And usually the things I hate I put out there, and I'm like, oh, I'm not sure about this. People love, and that's one of them. Like it was mine. I've got, I've gotten such really interesting uh, reviews on that one and it, it's a novella mm -hmm. and uh, very supernatural very uh, somebody described it as George Bailey from It's a Wonderful Life meets the Twilight Zone and I was like <laughs> yeah that's kind of it but yeah um, I, I have those two novellas out in the two novels and then I've got two half-finished novels on my desk right now one's a, one more of a straight fiction and the other one is really um, another supernatural tale well, i'm looking forward to seeing those out uh well you'll be the you'll be one of the first to know i promise thank you but well, they're I, all on amazon and so y'all y'all can go find them on amazon um or through my website so. yes and I, I was gonna mention that again because i want them to 
people to go and look at your website. I did yesterday too, and um, just to refresh myself and went, okay, they can get your books. And do you send signed copies? I'd be happy to. I mean, if somebody would like one, if they you know, drop me a note through either Facebook or through my website, I'd be delighted to do that. I will sign books for, for um, anybody too that is local. Um, and my books are also available if you're in Virginia at Bain's Books and Coffee in Appomattox and at the gift shop at the Evergreen Lavender Farm um, in Evergreen, Virginia. So that's just two little uh, local local outlets I carry. Of course, we can't go there now because we're all in house quarantine. But I know well, we are when too. It ends, it's like when we, it ends. When it ends, we get to go where we want to go again. And boy, won't that be right. fun? Oh, I'd be well, so glad <laughs> everybody's healthy and well and we've beaten this thing. But yeah. I really, really appreciate this today. And I want to um, wrap this up by saying I want to thank you so much again for sharing your story. It was wonderful. Well, thank you. And you I, can I'm find delighted to be here with you. And, and I appreciate what you're doing. And I love your works, Marianne. So thank you so much for, for putting yourself out there and, and hosting the show. Oh, you are. Oh, thank you. It's I'm sure meeting some wonderful and talking to some wonderful people just like you. And I get to find out about how other authors live it's always nice <laughs> and what's wonderful I will say before I end the show which I will do shortly that I have didn't realize there were so many authors that have had supernatural experiences which it's I find fun, yeah. to be really interesting and um, actually very curious a lot so. of people have had them and they're afraid to talk about them and then you start talking about it and they're like wow I had something like that happen too it's yes, really an interesting thing that's why I like having this show I want people to be able to open up about this it's really you know we're not back in the 50s where people put you in a you know, <laughs> psych ward if you yeah. thought you'd seen something it's that's not true anymore and it has been documented so often I think people have should be able to come out and say what they've seen yep so yeah. anyway you can find Jean's books at as I said before jeangrunnert.com which is j-e-a-n-n-e g-r-u-n-e-r-t dot com and if you enjoyed this podcast I encourage you to share it with others you think would also be interested if you've had a supernatural encounter to share on Real Ghost Chatter please contact me at maryann at maryannpaul.com which is m-a-r-y-a-n-n at m-a-r-y-a-n-n P-O-L-L.com. Until next time, may the wind always be at your back, the sun on your face, and the good Lord walk beside you. <laughs>